So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guests too We're gonna win a trophy when overdue Now we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Girl by the Sony on the wing Harry's one of her own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the show side, with the show side With the show side's what we sing With the show side, with the show side It's a new flood to me. The yo's are back. Yo, 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 yo. It's the Shelf Side Podcast, episode 90. Ten left to the big 100. Kobner in the building. What's going on? What's going on? Do you count how many yo's you want to do? No, it's just a vibe. It's a vibe, it's yeah. just a vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm letting it down. Maybe I'll do the same every single time. If I'm under pressure, I'll do more. If I'm not under pressure, yeah, I'll do another number. I don't know. Okay, if someone's it. listening and someone's <laughs> counting. Yeah, you're going to see. You're going to see. Like, we should, yeah, people should like, have like over under and see how many are going to come out of every week, depending on. We should have like a graph. <laughs> the results yeah. correlation to like the amount of yours. But uh, yeah, man. Think we can get on bet fair. We can do that, bro. We can do that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Good, man. Good, 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 good over here. Thanks, man. How are you? Um, tired, tired, tired. I was in the city of Liverpool. I was partying, raving it up at the weekend for my boy's stag and I realised something um, very brutally and that is that um, I'm getting up in age um, <laughs> but it didn't stop me from singing along to pack some potions hazy so um, yeah, you still gotta try and do what you do you know to keep oh your... my god man you're only, as, you're only as old as you feel man yeah I hear you I hear you but it was good, it was good, but it meant that I missed a lot of the football this weekend. And yeah, man. A bit of football, a bit of important football, so I think you're going to carry the brunt on the analysis. Um, and we had we had an AFCON or African Cup of Nations final. Yes, we did. We actually have a winner at Spurs, another international winner at Spurs. It's mad, isn't um, it? To go with, yeah, it's I know, mad. to go with you. It's mad. Current, current reigning champions of, um, of Asia, current world, world champion. <laughs> Current, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, Cop America Nations Co- um, holders, and then yeah. also uh, now also African Cup of Nations, bro. <laughs> it's like so you back just win. We did wearing a ton of shirt, bro. We are, uh, we are. I mean, and not only that, not only that, we've got a current. I think it's like um, the League Cup equivalent um, winner in Scotland in Cameron Carter Vickers so it's just when they're not wearing the Spurs shirt or when they leave us Bro, they win it's mad it's mad it's mad I didn't want to think about it don't even want to think about it man. I don't so Lonely Papasar <laughs> yeah. wins the African Cup of Nations along with obviously Mane and Mendy and loads of other Premier League stars it was it very was, good side it was a very good side it was also a very good like like Senegal played really like attacking fast-paced, fast, like, flowing football. It was a really, like, enjoyable game to watch. But I just thought that they were just going to just be knocking at the door all game. And then Egypt were going to nick around the back and, and win. And then, like, last 20 minutes, Egypt started to put pressure on. And then you're yeah. like, oh, this is where Senegal just fall apart. And then it's like, you know, they ruin all their missed chances. Mane even even missed the penalty. Like, well, it was, it was oh. saved. It was like... And even the mind games leading up to that. The players were playing Salah of all people. They meant the goalkeeper did mind. Oh yeah, yeah. 
he's got to go that way. And then Mane was like, oh, is it, yeah? All right, cool, yeah, tell him. Tell him I'm going to go that way. Anyway, he went straight down the middle. Um, and the keeper pulled off the save. Um, but to go through extra time and come up penalties and for him to score the winning penalty with a very good penalty. It was like in the bottom right, the bottom left-hand corner, as hard as he could have put it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, was, it, was great to, it was great to see him, like, you know, get some kind of redemption. Because if you had missed both punnies and they'd gone out, phew. yeah, yeah. it'd been mental, innit? Yeah, mental. But um, I saw a tweet and it said the good thing about African nations um, after penalties, there's no racism. So I thought that was an ironic little bit of banter tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Any, any situation you can leave where you're, uh, you're prejudice free, you take it, mate. You take it. <laughs> You take it, every it, situation. Indeed. No, so respect to Senegal and Mane. And did you catch much of um, Pape Sarr throughout the tournament? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I, saw, um, I saw some glimpses of, glimpse of him. Like, you know, I'm actually quite excited by the prospect of him coming to Tottenham. And I'm trying to work out what kind of midfielder he is. Like, I've seen great touches, like good at driving the ball forward, uh, clearly athletic. Uh, he's got technical ability. I'm just trying to see, like, mentally what kind of player he is. Like, is he the kind of guy who's trying to keep things ticking over? Is he the kind of guy who wants to dictate the speed of the game in every in every sense of the word? Like, I don't know. Like, for Mets, he's got the keys, right? Whereas it's not the same uh, for Senegal. So, trying to see where he fits in and stuff is uh, quite interesting. But it's definitely an exciting prospect. The thing with him is that... Just like Nombele or Le Celso or Le Celso or whoever, it all depends on which manager's going to come in and look after him, right? And who's going to bring him to the next level? Like, who's going to be responsible for his development? And if he comes in and, I don't know, we've changed manager and that manager hasn't got him in mind or whatnot, then what do we do then? So that's that's my that's my thing. It's about making sure that he's still part of that ma- the manager fans. There's some people who are so big at Tottenham that whoever manager comes in, they have to use him, right? Kane, Son, like there's some people, Lloris, that's it. We don't matter who comes in, they've established themselves. Other people, it depends on the manager. And being so young, he'll probably fall into that category. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited to see him as well. As well. Um, um, I like some, I like some of the great technical ability. Nice, you said touches. We'll talk about touches later from the midfielders, I'm sure. But it will be good, just interesting, because we have four in there already. So will he go out alone again or will he come in? But only time will tell. Only time uh, to will me, tell. he looks he looks better than he looks better than um, than Skip. He looks better than he looks better than Winks on what I've seen on what I've seen so far. The oh. passing range isn't the same as um, as Winks, but I think with the speed of thought and the decision that he has. He might not need that range. So, we'll see. Oh, big shout. Winks won the battle. As I said last week, he won the battle of Delhi, Dombele and the yeah. Celso. Context, context is also very important. Let's not lose sight of that. So, <laughs> boy. But yeah, 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 So, yeah. On the whole, look, I'm really happy for Senegal who I wanted to win. You know what I mean? I'm from Ghana. So, a West African country winning it, that was, was big to me. So, I was happy to see that. Good, good, good indeed. Fast-paced start. At the weekend, Spurs played FA Cup fifth round awaits. We beat Brighton three one at home. Talk me through it, man. I missed it all. So it was, what happened? It was mad because we we came we came into the game and straight away we were just on it. We were pushing the ball really quickly um, up the pitch. 
we were trying to create um, opportunities. Reglon saw a lot of the ball down the left-hand side. There just seemed to be a level of aggression. Like, almost, like, we know that Brighton are good on the ball, so let's put the pressure on, let's get an early goal, make them come out a little bit more, and then, like, you know, go through. Like, it just seemed like we were not going to rest. We were not going to feel them out. We were just going to go hammer and tongs from the beginning, which was really encouraging to see. That's the kind of, you know what I mean, that's the kind of football I like to watch. I like it when Tottenham go out, they try and dominate from the beginning. I remember under Redknapp when we were just, like, under Redknapp, under Martin Yol, we were school so early all the time. And then, you know, being being the Tottenham fans, you're worried about, you're worried about whether we can hold on to the league or whatnot. But there was no, there was no doubt that we were out there to to get it, right? And then when we've seen as time has progressed and we had different managers, we've been a little more, a little more reserved in our approach. We let teams come onto us and we try to hit on the break and all that kind of stuff. But this was nothing like that. It was just kind of like we go, 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 which was really cool right now. I was really happy to see that. Yeah, I love that. I'm with you. When we're at our best, I feel, when we've had our best teams over the years, we've been that type of side, front foot sides, go out and tack, show them um, what we've got, let them fear us, let them fear our forwards. We're all over them like a rash. Um, I can see by the touch map that Regulon was actually our third most forward player, even more forward on average than um, Lucas Royale was actually our fifth most forward player, which kind of makes sense because you've got three forwards and then the wide players. I'm not going to call them full-backs or wing-backs. They're wide players. Now laterals, Brazilians. Um, it was our strongest side. And um, that meant, well, I say our strongest side. Our strongest side by da- um, bar Dyer. However, Sanchez was um, playing and apparently played well. But I want you to talk to me about the back three. How did you, they play? And um, most importantly, Cutty. Romero. You know, Romero, Romero looks like, and look, they're going to be harder proposition than Brighton, but Brighton are a good side. Romero looked good, man. He looked good. He was on the front foot. He was aggressive in the tackle. He didn't back down from anyone. And even when it looked like maybe he would be pulled out of position, going a bit far wide um, on the left, he just he just took care of guys, man. There was one tackle on Lamptey where he just, it's almost like Lampy wasn't there, he just cleared, cleared the ball clean. It was like Lampy wasn't even even there. He didn't give an opportunity to get into his stride, to start getting tricky with his, his dribbling skills, nothing. He just took it out completely. You know? He had such composure and assuredness on the on the ball as well, which is great. You could just see that if this is the kind of defender we can have on a regular basis, he is the flipping guy. Like, he, he, was, yeah. he looked like a Rolls Royce of a defender. With a little bit, with, with, a, with a bit of a, with a bit of an angry engine, it was yeah. He, he looked good, man. He looked uh, good. He looked like he also looked like he was really relishing being back. Yeah. So that was good. This is exciting. It's exciting stuff. I've got a lot of hope for Romero to be that defender. You know, that front foot defender, as I keep on saying. You've touched on it. You said he was front footed. Um, both Toby and Jan, but even Jan more so were front foot defenders and that helps so much trying to win the ball back high having a little bit of pace as well to try and get in behind if they turn you and good on the ball so that's where the Rolls Royce comes in so if we can get him playing that's just great um, where did he play? to the right? in the centre? no he played on the right on the right yeah he pl- yeah he played more on yeah, the right yeah. 
And then okay. and then Sanchez played um, in, the, in the middle, which was. Um, it was surprising, man. It was surprising because I. You know, there's been a lot of talk about how Dyer's position is like at the base of the of the three, and in the middle, and he's kind of like controls the tempo from from that from that point of the game, like passing, like controlling the line, the organization, all that kind of stuff. He does, and so when I saw that Sanchez was playing there, it was kind of like. Mm, do we trust him to do that? Do we think that he's has the attributes required? Like, how how sure are we of, of, of him being in that position? But it all seemed to work, man. I I think I saw I saw a level of cohesion I didn't expect. There's always a thing with with Tottenham is that when we change our when we change our um, wait, hold on. No, Romero was at the base in the middle. Sanchez was out on the right. Yeah, because I saw him charging off afford a lot more. But the thing is, whenever we have like a, a three, or not even a three, any defence, and there's like a slight change, you're like, oh, we start to get nervous, right? We start yeah. to get worried because we think that there's like a lack of organisation, lack of understanding, all that kind of stuff. But Romero, Sanchez and Davies look like they've been in that setup for a very long time. Davies was good going forward, providing that, that overload. Um, I say good, but what I mean is that he was effective in that space. Sanchez... I thought was fantastic like interceptions clearances uh, being commanding showing leadership like not waiting for the for the for the kind of situation to dictate what he does but more to take control of it like yeah he was great Sanchez was so good and it got me thinking like he might actually be the most improved player on the front uh, I've heard murmurings on like articles and you know socials that he's actually a massive fan um that content is a massive fan of um of sanchez is yeah it? and you know he, he's just relishing he just seems so much happier like at the at the at the, at the club which is really nice to see but he was he i thought he was fantastic i think it was fantastic that day so um yeah i mean that that would be good if we get him playing because him alongside San uh, Romero, if we could do that, that would be two front foot defenders, two aggressive defenders. I mean, obviously on a bad day it could go wrong, but generally front foot winning the ball back, a little bit of pace going forward. And if Romero can organise it, if he's playing in the centre, then hopefully we're, we're going to be okay. And, and Sanchez is getting older. So I think that experience is coming in. Hopefully he's going to become less rash and make the right decisions more often than not. And he would be an asset if he turned into the defender that has potential when he joined and that he showed at Ajax in early days at Spurs under Jan and Toby. Um, that he showed if that can flourish, then I think we could be okay. But I'm going to pause and I'm going to just not get too excited because we're bigging up our defenders and we've seen it go pear-shaped and we don't know what's going to happen when Dyer comes back because I don't see Davies being dropped because of the left-sided um, player that he is. And like you say, he, he gets to go forward as well and gives that balance. So I think it's two of those three, Dyer, Sanchez and Romero. Well, uh, Romero is left-footed, right? No, I think he's right-footed. So he's right-footed, but he predominantly was... Okay. Because I've had a lot of talk about when he was um, before he moved to Atlanta and had that Atlanta had that really good season. 
that he was uh, he needs to play a left side of centre back. But that wouldn't make sense given how we've been talking about our our transfer dealings and wanting a left side centre back. Yeah, I think maybe he's he's a Joe Rodon style right footed left sided centre back. Or even a Eric Dyer, right footed left side centre back. Um I'm pretty sure Romero is right footed. I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to call up some highlights as we pod just to see if I was right. But we're going to move on very quickly because, and I'll come back to that, um, somebody who hasn't seen any minutes, I think, under Conte came on, um, Joe Rodon. Did you see anything from him? Uh, you know, it's hard, man. It's hard because when you come in as a as a centre-back, like you want to be... Like accomplished, you want to do the tidy things, and the bottom line is like he didn't do anything like wrong, uh, which is promising in itself, right? If you want to come in as a centre back in the middle of a game, you almost want people not to notice. If you come in, then you do notice. You are noticed for anything other than scoring. It's like it'd be like you kept things tidy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think his, I don't think his like passing was that great. Uh, it it okay. felt like he wasn't. It felt like he wasn't that assured, which I I always thought that he was good with the ball at his feet. So um, I don't. Know, it felt like his, his. It felt like his passing wasn't that. Didn't feel. I didn't feel as comfortable with his passing um, in in the game. But um, is it his first game of the season? I think it is his first game of the season. Yeah. So maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe he's got to get up to the tempo. Maybe he was lacking a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, He's come up against a Premier League side, a decent Premier League side, and they were at full strength as well, right? So maybe he just needs to get up to the pace. Yeah, maybe he does. And it, but look, it was good. It was good to see him on. Like I, I was a big fan of like the substitutions. I was just really happy that such substitutions were made. Uh, I, I would have taken Kane and Son off personally, um, mm-hmm. but the guys who came on gave a good account of them. I thought. Ben Benkento and also Kruskesi were Could you say it again? My my internet went funny, could you say that again? Okay. Do you hear that? Or the internet go funny again? No, when you say his name yeah, again. Yeah, no, I said it I said it, I just said it twice. Are you joking? Yeah, I said <laughs> No, I'm I'm I can't I didn't hear it. I just okay, want to make you know, the listeners hear you say if the listeners have got fine internet, yeah, they they have to worry about your internet, yeah? <laughs> your internet isn't their problem. Anyway, uh, performances I thought were solid. Um, they like I think Ben Cantor for for what he did, like everything he did was tidy, right? Even on the edge of the box, he was very like that, calm. That Elton, that's first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm showing it. Yeah. Can I just say something? Yeah, Can yeah, I just say on, something? Right. I'm happy he's got good feet, but <laughs> didn't we just let somebody go? Who probably did about. 20 L turns a game yeah we did do that but you know you know you know what some of the fans are like bro like, we just like something fights shiny and new that we're like really excited someone, I saw someone with the most ridiculous tweet my god oh um, what do you call it uh, Bentacle has, has, has shown uh, in 30, in 15 minutes what Nomele and Le Sosa couldn't do in however many appearances I was like you need to flip it and relax bro <laughs> calm down you need down, to calm, calm down, down bro calm down just like you don't have to do that but I guess social media is like that's that's where that's where madness like that happens but you can keep mash up bro 
<laughs> so Bentecourt looked tidy. Yeah, like, I would expect him to have good feet. He's played in midfield for, um, in Italy for a while now for Juve when they were good as well. And as a Uruguayan international, he scored a really good goal um, for them once he joined us actually in a 4-1 victory. So I'd expect him to have good feet. Um, I guess he was up to the pace of it, was he? And the physicality, yeah, yeah, he, I saw he got he booked was, as well. He was, he was, he was, yeah. He didn't look, he didn't look off the pace at all. Um, so it was good to see. Um, Kluszkowski was like, he got into great positions. Uh, I always felt like excited when the ball's at his feet. Uh, he made smart decisions, right, in terms of giving the ball at the right time, did all that stuff. Um, so... I thought it was a very promising debut from for both of them, actually. I thought they both came on and gave really good accounts of themselves. Which was really encouraging to see. Um, Bergwijn came on also. Before yeah. you get into Bergwijn, yeah, yeah. sorry, mate. Before you get into Bergwijn, could, so I've seen some negative, or partially negative, um, comments on Klozeski. Now, on who? You heard. Um, <laughs> Is, could you see anything, or could you see any reason for that? Or I know with forwards, we're always now, what, 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 what did they want from him? Like he he broke goals, he, he broke, he broke, like three three times, right? One of the times he played out wide to who did he play out wide to? He played out wide. I can't remember if he was in that position. Anyway, he played out wide to someone, and then he continued to make his run to board and come back fine. Then, as other time, he broke, cut inside, laid the ball off to Kane. Kane was on a hat trick. He just swung it, smashed it, uh, went to Rosette. And then the third time, he broke, um, drew two players in, fed. Uh, he fed Bergwijn at like the perfect time. Um, was a perfectly weighted ball, but. On replay, you can see it bubbles just as it's come to Bergwijn, so that he ends up hitting it like sky high. Grounds. He low. was leaning back, but you can see the ball hops up just as he's about to hit it. So there was nowhere else it was going to go. Nowhere else it was going to go. Okay, and just before we go into Bergwijn, as a barometer, I'm not saying he is like any of these players, but I think these three left-footed players of recent times, there is a barometer that could be used um, with their names. So if we start with Brian um, and his time at Spurs and what he's shown being, I guess, the lowest level, Lamella being the middle level and Bell being the top level, where does he fit in or where do you think he'll fit in based on what you've seen or is it too early to tell? Mm, good question, man. I think it's, I think it is too early to tell purely because he's he's still it's about the system also, right? This is a new system that we ourselves haven't seen us execute to the best level yet. I mean, there were years ago when we when we matched up um, Chelsea when Conte's Chelsea and we ended up being being them two 0 It's the only time we've really pulled this formation off, like. Mm, yeah, put it off like at its highest level. Well, since then, we just haven't played that much, right? So even us as fans, trying to understand what this iteration of the formation looks like and how it works best makes it hard to make that judgment. I just really want to see how he's going to be used because it feels like the 3-4-3 three, three is going to be the choice, um, the formation of choice. Now, a lot of people like the 3-5-2. They're, they're big fans of that for whatever reason. I quite like the 3-4-3. Three, 
Um, and I think we have more we have more players that suit that formation than we do um, the other way around. Um, it'll be it's, it's yet to be seen with uh, Bentacles has the ability or capability to play in a two. I think he's used to playing in a three. So being in a two in a three four three system is very different to playing in a four three four two three one system or in a you know and it's in some kind of evolution of a four three three like it's hard those those that responsibility in the middle of the park is very different so it's about seeing how people can adapt to this style of formation because i don't think it's something that they've played very much of but we'll see okay that makes sense and klazeski last on him where did he play then he came off of lucas i'm assuming he played on the right or did he buzz around uh he was mostly mostly on the right um it was just great to see him, like, more often than not, like, really rapidly involved with the, with the breaks. Like, whenever we were on it, we were off, we were going, like, he was there leading the charge, which was really, like, exciting to see. I always felt comfortable with him with the ball at his feet. And like, I always felt like he'd made the right decision. And that's, like, often not, not even knowing him. Do you see what I mean? Like, not even seeing, yeah. like, what he brings to the table. But there was a level of comfort, and com- like, in, in what he was doing, so... Yeah, that was the report that we got beforehand that he was a free runner and would be good for our counter-attack. Um, so I'm glad that has come to fruition and let's hope we can see more of it because that gives us options for pace, pace, pace. Um, Bergwijn, give me give me a minute on Bergwijn, please. He got into good positions. Uh, he was unlucky not to get that... Um, to get not, He was unlucky for that bubble to happen, basically. Uh, I thought... Mm-hmm. I feel like he's a player who's starting to understand his role. That if he he knows that if he gets a couple of he gets those minutes and he he attacks and makes the most of that period of time, I think he can be he sees that as an opportunity to shine, which I quite like. I don't like this idea of I'm um, playing backup, so I'm just not going to really give everything I can. He's willing to do that, so I like that. I think on some matches he will be a game changer, and hopefully he gets to a stage where he can relieve Kane. That's what I would love to see. Like I would love to see us. Regularly take off Kane like seventy five minutes and have Bergwijn do what he does. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. That's what that's that's All what right. place I want to get to, man. Because definitely, I'm just, definitely, yeah. that would be good. But he came on for was it a double substitution? Him and Klozeski. Yeah. Um. For oh, okay, yeah. cool. So coming at the same time, replace Son and Lucas. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. Kane played the ninety. Right. Okay. Cool. 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 Any other honourable mentions? From that uh, game, Amir was good. Sanchez was good. Uh, Kane, you know, the problem with Kane is that he scored a couple of goals. You said the problem with yeah, Kane. The problem, he said the, the problem, problem with Kane, with Kane is Kane. he scores the goals. He scores a couple of goals. Wants to leave? Is that, yeah, that's, is that that's, reason? That's, that's, that's a, a big problem. problem. But he scored a couple of goals, and then everyone having a discussion. He came back, and then he'll go a couple of games where he's like a little bit quiet. And like, oh. Then he'll do it again. And people are like, he's came back. He looked back in this game. I'll say that he looked back in the game. He looked hungry. He looked inventive. He looked confident. He looked confident. He looked like when the ball was at his feet, he was expecting to score. He was expecting to do something. He spread the ball and like some of the passes he was playing was fantastic. Like he looked like vintage Kane. How long he'll be around for? We don't know. Um, and it just, it just well, makes at least you, the summer. It makes you think though. It's like whatever it's taken for him to get to this point. Mm. If he can convince. Conte 
that this is the guy he can be for another two seasons. And we can convince Conte that we'll put the right pieces around him to give him the best chance of success. Then we can do something big next season. But if he doesn't do enough to convince that and the consistency is not there, then we could be looking at another summer of transition, which I'm just not interested in. I, I think he doesn't need to convince Conte. I think Conte is already convinced by him. I think Conte already respects and rates him and loves no, he, he rates him. He rates him. him. He rates him and he, he, I'm sure he does feel like he, he can work with him. I completely agree with that. But whether it's... Whether, it, whether Conte believes like that this is not a flash in the pan and that they can do something special together, enough to convince him to stay, because let's be honest, we don't know what Conte is going to do. We don't know. Oh, in order to stay, I see what you're yeah. saying. So you you want him to, you think that Conte needs to think, right, I've got the best striker in the world, best number nine in the world, who's going to be playing at this level next season. And with that, if Spurs back me with two players of my choice, then we can really do yeah. something here. Yeah. That's just where we right, need to be. Right. right. So he scored 7-11, and 11, Kane. Now, yep. uh, he's got a few assists in there. Um, and we know he scored an absolute worldie um, at the weekend, and I'm assuming he was spraying the ball around really like was, yeah, prime yeah. Messi after it was, that. It was, it was, yeah, it was good to see. It was good to see. Strutting his stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was mad, man. Like, because the thing is, it was always, it's, always, it's nice also because it means that when he gets the ball, those who have pace in our team, like the first thing they do, they think to themselves, yeah, I'm on it, I can go. I can go. I can get the ball, get the ball to him, and then they turn it like, yeah, everyone's like, we're on. So they're running into and sprinting in those positions. So you feel like there are real opportunities there. So okay, well, he's got to a level now, and barring injury, he seems comfortable enough and good enough to to play at this level and happy. And hopefully, he can take it to the end of the season. And if he does do that to the end of the season, Son's back, Romero's back, Touchwood. We've got some additions. Hopefully, hopefully something can, positive can happen. Mm. I mean, we've got um, games in hand, we know. I think they've all been rearranged now. Uh, certainly the Burnley game has. Who else was it? Brighton and Leeds and who else? They're all away games, weren't they? Burnley. Uh, Burnley. Burnley's been rearranged. I think that's in February. Wait, so uh, Burnley. Leeds, wasn't it? Brighton. Leicester. Oh, no. Was it Leicester? No, we played Leicester. No, do you know what it is? It's Burnley, Brighton, Leeds, and them scummy lot. That hasn't been arranged, rearranged yet. Yeah, that hasn't been rearranged yet. No. I thought that has. I thought there was a date for that. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But okay, that's fine. But there is a possibility that we can do something. We didn't get any other additions. Um,. Somebody who played in this game who scored a very good goal himself, actually, um, and seemed like he was auditioning for a move, maybe to us, maybe somewhere else, um, was Yves Basuma. What did you think of him? He looked fantastic. He did. He he carried the ball well. He drove our, our, our midfield, like, constantly giving us something to think about, something to, to worry about, always, like... It was, it was, it was just great seeing that level of control. His passing was tidy. Um, he was focused. Um, he was as good going forward as he was going, you know, back towards goal. Pressing was fantastic. 
Like, I just, you could just see that you could, it felt like we could really use someone like that in, the, in our midfield. Like, I was thinking to myself, like, if we had a midfield of him and also, um, and also saw like matures in that space, that would be a great midfield. Everything, everything you need that midfield was there. Bar, like, ironically, I was going to say bar goals, despite the fact that he scored one. But, you know, that's massive deflection, all that kind of stuff. But it was his, it was his willingness to take on the responsibility. Like, that's what I really love about Sadie Fullness. Like, someone who's going to say, all right, the game might not be going the way you're going to, but I'm going to push things because I can make passes that perhaps no one's going to make. Or I can make runs that I don't. Like, I want assertive Sadie Fullness. People who decide that they're the ones who are going to run the game. And he, he did that on Saturday. And it was really good to see. And just a footnote on um, Basuma. What type of midfielder do you think he is? Because he's not known for his goals as you touched on. Um, is he box to box? Is he a creative midfielder? Is he a DM? Deep line playmaker? What kind of midfielder do you think he's Basuma is? Oh, very much box to box. Like all the other things, like the athleticism and the strength and all that kind of stuff is, is pretty much like obvious. What was great about him was knowing when to stay and when to go. Like, he never seemed, he never, it never felt like he was outnumbered when he was a midfielder. He felt like, mm-hmm. he felt, it felt like he had such great problems in that midfield. He felt like the most impactful person there. Like, the other guys were like, you know, doing their thing and stuff. But when he had the ball, things were going to happen and even when he didn't you felt like he was either going to win it back or make it difficult for those around him and it was just like you know sometimes he, to me he was head and shoulders about the rest of the midfield their midfield or all, all the midfield? midfielders all midfielders okay yeah. okay Winks you better pull your socks up there son who is it Winks and Hoybeer yeah, yeah okay fair enough fair enough I mean it'd be a good addition but he's got a court he's got an allegation against him hasn't he What's that for? I think it's a sex offence. I think. Uh, uh. So that may be something that, yeah, I think will hold people back for now, especially after recent events elsewhere in the league. So who knows? Who knows? Um, He didn't come. Somebody did leave um, post the transfer deadline day. It wasn't a player. It was none other than Steve Hitchin. I forget his role and the name of his role that he ended up being in when Paratici came in. How do you feel about Hitchin's departure? I think Hitchin. I think Hitchin got a bit of an unfair rap when he was leaving. He became like a he became like a joke, especially after the documentary All or Nothing. Him saying that he doesn't like. The January transfer window. People are like, oh, you don't like January transfer window? It's your flipping job. This, that, and the third, blah, blah. Like, we as fans, who all we want to do is to see our team make smart signings and improve the squad. We, How many of us actually like the January transfer window? Because it's usually for chins with disappointment. Imagine being the guy who's trying to get these things over the line and not getting it done. Imagine how he must feel. So this idea of him being reprimanded because he doesn't like... The Jadish Shaifu window is, is so stupid and lazy. It's so stupid and lazy. Because to me, it's like you can have a doctor, right, who loves loves their job, right? They love their job when they're working the day shift. But working a night shift on New Year's Eve, I mean, that's not going to be fun, is it? And them expressing that doesn't make them any less apt to do their job 
I think it's just a ridiculous thing. But for him, when you look at some of the, the deals that he negotiated, right? He negotiated deals for Jack Grealish. He negotiated deals. Like, all these near misses that we had. Like, people want to blame Levy for not pulling the trigger. That's fine. I'm not going to get into this whole league debate again. But let's just say that, you know, he has to, he's the one to final say. He should have gone out and negotiated a lot of these deals. And they've come to nothing because the people above him have been like, nah, we're not doing it. But these people are ready to sign and come. He's doing his job. So to me, maybe though, yeah, maybe though, just as a uh, whatever they call Devil it, um, devil's advocate. Yeah, thank you. Maybe the deals he negotiated were too high. Maybe he didn't come under budget. Maybe that's why Levy didn't sign him. To up. me, I would be very surprised if the space or the leeway he's been given to get a player in, and he's gone above that. Like to, to get very sign. true. Like <laughs> under yeah, Levy, it's not gonna happen, man. Like he's he's done whatever it's taken to get the player to sign, right? The rest is down to like whether we can stump up um, a fee to to sign that player, which we we've, we've many times we've been accused of not getting the right amount of money for whoever or like putting ourselves in the position to to buy that player. But in terms of like, there's so many examples that right now have like completely left my mind, but. The latest one I'd probably say would be the Greenish deal, which he negotiated. Five mil. You go, yeah, Five and it's mil. like you know. Oh, it was Bruno. Bruno was after Sorry, Greenish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these, all of these deals that he he put in place. So, and it's no, and it's no surprise that clubs like Newcastle, Everton are now being into him. Do you know what I mean? So, <coughs> excuse me. Those two clubs are yeah. they've got money. They want to make they want to make moves. And they decide to go for Steve. They've been linked with Steve Hitchin. He's clearly not. He's clearly not like trash. Like, yeah, we haven't seen massive, um, massive changes on them. But we could argue that that's down to Levy. You know that we, he he has the final say. There's sometimes where it's worked out, and sometimes it hasn't. And the one thing that's been consistent is that he's put us in position to be linked with and to being close to getting certain players in which. Wasn't happening before. So, whatever Hitchin goes on to do next, it remains to be seen. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's a success wherever he goes. Yeah, I was actually going to, um, before you finish, I was actually going to think of some a team that countered your argument of relishing the January transfer window or maybe not relishing it, but actually doing well. And the team I had in my head was Liverpool in a sense that I'm sure they brought Van Dijk in January Becker in January and that changed their trajectory to league winners and Champions League winners and they've just bought Diaz in January but effectively what you've got there is a club that's prepared to pull the trigger yeah. as opposed to a club that really isn't so, that- um, so probably an unfair analogy for Steve Hitchin and yeah I think I think you're fair I think you're fair he I think most of it will be down to the fact that we just don't pull the trigger as a club often enough um, when the deal's there and his comment in the all or nothing documentary which paints a picture that he's not very effective at his job yeah but we're seeing Paratici have similar struggles in the transfer market exactly and he's constantly cooking apparently He's cooking so, no one's eating, bro. So <laughs> he's cooking yeah, no one's that's, eating. That's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Maybe Levy's not giving him spend the money for seasoning. Yeah, maybe, maybe something needs to change though because we look. 
there was there was questions like we said like we really discussed there were questions about how impactful we could be over january but come summer there'll be no excuse so we'll see what happens then indeedy 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 but we're running long we're running long i'm just going to shout the new cities um fort collins co sounds like a um a new city so shout out to you guys i've just told you where that is in the world by mistake so um you don't have to guess that one club now but this one you can guess it's a city or town called castle bar where might that be in the world castle bar no idea i'm gonna guess australia Caucus Castle Main Forex. That's a shocking accent. But did you we try? Was that you trying to do the accent? I, I was half, you know when you half try to do something. No, and you think, I, don't you know, I don't know. Out, like, out. I don't know. That's like. I mean, I'm an all-in type of guy. I don't. I don't half step on anything, yeah. mate. Yeah, clearly my pull-out game's not great because I was trying to pull out yeah, yeah, halfway through yeah. it and it didn't quite work. Well, I mean, yeah, Castle Bar. That was a very bad Australian attempt at an Australian accent. It's not Australia. Though. Uh, well, it's def is Castle Bar is. I mean, it's obviously somewhere like Caucasian, isn't it? So, uh, it's I, if it's not Australia, then it's gonna be New Zealand or it's gonna be Scotland or Ireland, somewhere like that. I would say world juice, world juice, well broken down. It is Ireland. There you go. So shout out to you guys in Castle Bar. What a name of a town or city. I, bet, I, I don't know why, but I feel like Castle Bar have really good pubs. And I'm not even a pub guy, <laughs> but I feel like they would. I feel like this kind of thing they'll be like... Definitely. You know what? We've got great pubs. Like, and I believe them. If, you, if you're called Castle Bar and you don't have great pubs... I mean... Then yeah, we did. The castle, you should have like a bar called the Castle Bar. Surely. It's like a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, there'll be probably more than one castle yeah, bar that's true. in Castle that's true. Bar. That is true, no doubt, no doubt. So shout out to you guys. Let us know what the pub scene is saying in Castle yeah, Bar. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Tweet us, tweet us, and let us know what it's like to go out in Castle Bar. Yeah. On it, on it, on it. Um, yeah, so that's it, man. Um, we won. Through the next round. That's that's good. Played, Got played some, yeah, played some really good football, man. That's what I was excited about. We played really good football against a football inside, which was nice. It was nice to see, man. Two teams really going at it, and for us, never, never looking uncomfortable, and that was really encouraging. So um, yeah, that's a, uh, that's it, really, guys. Look, we really appreciate you listening. Um, always nice to have you. You can follow us on Shellpod on Twitter. You already know where we are at this point. Um, and tell someone to tell a friend, really. Listen to the pod. Give the gift. Give the gift of the pod, man. Do that. If you are listening on Apple or on Spotify, please leave a five-star review because we only give you five-star content so you know it makes sense. Uh, so until next time, it's later from me. And it's goodbye from me. Lero, sir, please find that outro. Finish Side, 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 side